You're listening to The Big Reviewski on Joe, brought to you by Omniplex Cinemas. Greetings, movie fans. You're all very welcome to The Big Reviewski with Omniplex Cinemas. My name is Owen. I'm Justine. Oh, I was going to introduce you, but that's even better oh. if you do it yourself. Look over here, it's... I'll, I'll let you introduce me. Oh, okay. <laughs> Rory Cashin. And for the second week running, we have another movie miracle, because Justine rejoined us last week. And look, it's Paul Moore. Woo! I'd like to think I'm always a miracle in every week. Every so, single week. Yeah. Uh, well, welcome back, first of all. Um, we <laughs> thought you were dead. Held a funeral, everything. Buried a body. Don't know who that was. Good wake. <laughs> it was a brilliant <laughs> wake. It was a lot of fun. Um, so where have you been? What have you been up to? Uh, what have I been doing when I'm not wrecking sets? Yeah, there's a few things. So I was on the first few shows. So I'll give you a choice of options. So one of these might be true. Okay. One after one the first. Might one true. might be true. So you have to see which one it oh, is. One, one of them is one, is one actually true. true. I'm not going to say that. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, I was headhunted for a role in the Meg 2, and I went over to talk with the various producers. Plausible. Sorry, well, that's a Plausible. lie because they would have come to me, but go on. Okay. <laughs> uh, rehab for drug, sex, alcohol addiction. Very that's a likely. Lie, that's Justine. That was, yeah. yeah. So, I'm believing everything so far. <laughs> so riddled. You're like, that's my one. <laughs> I would have seen you there, man. <laughs> went on strike after Owen refused to let me talk about John Wick 3 in one episode. That's. No. No. You have free reign to talk about Parabellum weekend. Week well, we did in your absence mention we it. We did, yeah. yes. Obligatory mention. And uh, it might come up today, so maybe that <laughs> clause has been jumped. Uh, holidays, illness, and miscellaneous shite. Yeah, pretty boring, but that, that could be that nah, could be the it's one. It's just too, it's too, too standard. To be true. <laughs> and finally, nothing happened at all in the world of film over the last few months, so weeks, so I just wasn't bothered, and that included the Oscars. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's. Uh, so there was nothing to talk. I'm going to go for option option five, the last one. Yeah, yeah, okay, great yeah. sprinkling yeah. of them all. I think. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, it's good to have you back anyway. Um, I know we got the Captain Marvel review coming up, so looking forward to that. Um, yeah, we do have a fantastic show. We also have an interview from ah. on high. Um, it's just like it's from a really tall person. I thought you were talking about God. Uh, no, oh, nearly. He's a God. It's, yeah, it's Stephen Merchant, uh, who is like nine foot four, I think, because approximately, roughly. Uh, so he's going to be on a show. He's the writer and director of Fighting With My Family. Uh, <laughs> Fighting With My Family? Yeah, we also have uh, some Omniplex tickets to give away so you can go and see. Most people are probably going to see Captain Marvel anyway. And uh, yes, first of all, we're kicking things off with the big question. And for this week's big question, it's over to Rory Cashin for the, the big question, Rory. Take the big question. Go. Okay. It should say it any second now. There it is. So, um, okay. So, later in the show, we will be discussing the new uh, Matthew McConaughey and Hathaway movie, Serenity. Mm -hmm. um, and Can't I, wait. I, a while ago, I was quite excited about, about seeing it. Because uh, I was like, ooh, a sexy thriller. And then a little while later, I heard some early reviews and... It was getting some very interesting comparisons to some of the worst films ever made, so I got excited in a whole different way. So then I actually did sit down and watch it, and it contains what is possibly one of, if not the worst plot twist in movie history. So normally people have discussions about what do you think is the best plot twist of, course. of all time. Mm -hmm. Showgirls. Every time. Every, like every, every time. Every two minutes, you're like, where every is this time. going? These girls really put on a show. <laughs> but uh, instead, I wondered what each of years' uh, worst movie plot twist of all okay. time was. Okay. Um, and we also want everyone uh, watching slash listening as well uh, to get involved. So you can tweet us at Big Reviewski, uh, or you can head over to the Joe Instagram and let us know what... So the worst movie plot twists of all time. Yes. Okay, well, Paul, what, what did you go for? Do you know, I was actually thinking about this logically. Good, good. <laughs> Happy days. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. So far, so good. In my absence, <laughs> learned about thinking, so that always helps. Uh, the first thing that literally popped in my head was just the shambles that was MI2, how they actually ending with the masks. It was like, like the first Mission Impossible was a really good thriller. Like, and the John Voight reveal was excellent. Like, it was really, De Palma did it really well. This one just went bonkers with masks upon masks and different people wearing masks. They had about six times they used the same gimmick. By the end, I was just like, 
hell with this film. I had no idea what the hell was going on. And basically now, whenever I think of MI2, all I think of now is Mass and the Limp Bizkit video and Tom Cruise hanging from a rock. That's pretty much all I Those remember. Those three things. What was, was the middle one? The Limp Bizkit video? Limp Bizkit video, well? yeah. yeah okay. So basically, this was like, now that like MI is like every two, three years now, it's like a, like an institution. Like we're going to get MI And they're stunning now as yeah, well. Yeah, unbelievable. I think like the delay between two and three was nearly like a decade. It was They messed it up so badly. John Wu. And like, like in terms of the action, it was grand. It was seen on a motorbike, it was okay. But like just for logic, it just completely went out the window. So not even like, I don't even, they just used the gimmick to death and uh, yeah, just nearly killed the MI franchise. Yeah, I meant to say before this segment, Spoilers. because it's pretty spoilery. Mm. Uh, but like, I don't, like yeah. can we say, well, I don't know actually, I don't, I don't know what everyone else, anyone else has picked, but like if it's a, if it's a bad movie twist, yeah, when I don't feel I'm spoiling anything. I know what and you also mean. Just, I, know. I don't. I doubt there's anything where it's like, oh, we're going to spoil Captain Marvel. Mm. Or, oh, geez, of course, yeah. I'm pretty sure it's been out for nearly two, twenty years. <laughs> yeah, yeah. MI two is fine. Yeah. So spoilers, um, but also that Tom Cruise deal is going to get go over it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, we should have some kind of like spoiler klaxon noise. Yeah. There, that's all the spot. There you go. That's just like sad trombone over there in the corner. Um, yeah. So that's those are all our sp spoiler clacks. Could we, could we so get, you've been um, warned. The, the, the twist. You know that this, is it. Chubby Checker. This the twist. Oh, the song. But, like play it really slowly. All right, so, so it's like a bad twist. I okay. think what you need is that. <laughs> Did you I'm breaking let, everything. Let me get that for you. Oh, oh, there you I go. think what you need is you know when you see that really terrible twist, that groan, you feel like the oh. Yeah. yeah I think yeah. that's and that's the feeling you won't have if we've spoiled it. Okay. Sure, yeah. You know. Well, what did what did you go for for your one? Well, this week what I did was. Oh wait, I sorry, <laughs> sorry yeah. for a bit of context. So. Firstly, uh, I don't know if you saw last week's show, Paul. So once you completely misunderstood the question. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, I watched. There but you but go. but no. So um, one is it Supersonic again? <laughs> no. So this week I reread the question yes. twice. Happy uh, nice. My primary school English teacher would be delighted. Excellent. Oh, said that read twice, and. I have not gone for a documentary. So Excellent. I've nailed the brief, I think. So the <laughs> film that I have gone for is called Remember Me. Oh, oh. A film I would rather not remember <laughs> because, okay, so this was, it's 2010. So it's set in, it's just like Twilight was 2008. So Rob Parson is still in that peak. Yeah. Rom-com, yeah. less calm, more rom kind of vibe and people swanning over him. And he's doing this film, and all is well. It's a love story, a tragic tale. You know, he's a really weird relationship. Pierce Brosnan and his dad in the film. It's his, his dad. dad. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And they've really like. Who's that lady's strained, face? Um, they decided she just doesn't deserve any oh, that's, uh, <laughs> recognition. That's, that's uh, Emily uh, Ravine from that's Lost. That's the one. Isn't it? Yeah. That's oh, is, her? is that the girl from Lost? Oh. I think Emily, Le yeah, that's Emily her. de Ravine or yeah, whatever. She was in, wasn't she in Brick, Ryan Johnson's one as well? She was a right. girl who went missing in Brick. So they've just, yeah. and her face went missing in this poster as well. They're I just hiding they, her behind Robert Yeah, they just knew, head. look at Rob's <laughs> in right now, let's yeah. just sell him yeah. and half of her He's face. so hot right now. So yeah, but anyway, so the film then is about their like really weird relationship because they're both really dealing with misery and how that brings them together. And okay. she's strange, like she goes into a restaurant and has her dessert before her dinner. Oh, she's I'm, so quirky. Yeah, yeah, like, oh my God. Yeah. But the worst bit about this film is, uh, and it's so obviously put then at the end, it's basically that it's set around 9-11. Um, and at the very end of the film. The perfect setting for a romantic mm -hmm. comedy. Yeah, so at the very end of the film, Robert Parson is killed uh, in 9-11 and right. It's just so distastefully done. Like even Pierce Brosnan at the end sees it, and he's trying to act sad. We can see he's just cringing at this whole plot. He's like, oh, <laughs> but it's just so obviously. Even like the teacher, it shows a scene before it happens of the teacher writing on the board that day in huge writing the date, and like it takes up the whole board. Any teacher in school will put in the top corner. That was it. Yeah. <laughs> it was so unbelievable, but. The rest of the film didn't like allude to. I was, what I was year wondering. It was 2001. It set the summer of, but no. Yeah, and so like, but like, is, it, is the rest of it like? Because I haven't seen. Remember me. Thanks for spoiling it. Where was our spoiler Jackson? <laughs> but no, it. Um, yeah, like, uh, like, does he work in like Homeland Security or something? Or is mm, there? No, like, he's, no? he's, he's just, a rich boy. He's kind of like a Holden Caulfield yeah. kind of catching the right. Right. Okay. Yeah. Like, when, when it, just, it goes so, right, okay, he's just caught up in it all. And it okay. doesn't allude to any of that. And then it's literally in this last three minutes of the film, you it's find out like, where he's working, okay. and then he looks out the window, and it's just 
really distasteful. I think right, I don't okay. think they needed to go with that, and it was just the whole. So it doesn't actually serve any purpose to the rest. No, of the no, no. It's, just, it's just to give no. it like a, uh, a tragic ending. Okay, yeah. right. Okay. So that's Remember Me. That sounds yeah. terrible. It's quite. It's I will not be watching. Don't watch not, that. Not watching that no. film. Um, no. I also read the brief a couple mm. of times just to make sure I got it, and I was so torn because I was like. I love those, like, obviously love those moments in films when you're just, like, completely... Uh, Bruce Willis is the ghost the whole time. <laughs> yeah, Bruce is the ghost the whole time. Well, speaking of M. Night Shyamalan, uh, I went for one of his films, of The King to. of Twists. We have to... When you're talking about movie twists, you have to get a Shyamalan film in there. You gave him a twister before. Yeah. I did give him yeah, the yeah. ice pop. Yeah, yeah, he loved it. I wonder has he eaten it yet. But uh, he... <laughs> this was, like, a Shyamalan sandwich of Lady in the Water came before this film, and The Last Airbender came afterwards, so he was oh, on a oh bad oh run of films. But I absolutely, it's one of the worst ever, but I love it so, so much. <laughs> it's one of the funniest films. It is The Happening. I'm trying to remember what the twist Mark was. Mark Wahlberg. So, <laughs> the twist was, so for anyone who hasn't seen the film, spoiler alert. <laughs> 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 um, That's a You sound like a dying walrus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so the film starts off, and it's really dark. It's a psychological kind of chiller where people are committing suicide, and there's no explanation why they're doing it. And people start to think it's terrorism. It's like biochemical warfare, and they're going around. So Mark Wahlberg, uh, Wahlberg goes in the run with uh, his kid and uh, Zoe Deschanel, who plays his wife. And they're trying to figure out, they're trying to keep safe. And gradually they start to figure out or someone kind of helps them realize that the, <laughs> the terrorists uh, is, um, are the plants <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> Uh, it's trees, grass, grass, and, grass trees. and, and, and Mother Nature. Sorry, no, that's too much. Mikey Martin, so, the funky bush. So, yeah, <laughs> I like that. But like the, um, the, uh, yeah, the whole thing is like that. Mother Nature is taking revenge for humans being <laughs> bastards the whole time. So they've started killing. So uh, plants have this defense mechanism where they release this chemical into the air and they make people kill themselves so the plants can so every time it's windy and the trees move people start like <laughs> killing themselves basically. This is where vegans come from. <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly but for the picture there and for the listeners who can't see it it's a picture of Mark Wahlberg uh, holding on to a leaf of a plant Trying to talk and it's one of no. and it's one of the funniest two minute scenes you will ever see where he basically he slowly walks across a room and he's like hello <laughs> My name is Mark Wahlberg. He doesn't say Mark, whatever his Mark name is in the film. Impression. Yeah, I thought everyone could do Mark Wahlberg. And then he's going, he's, he's walking across and he's like, uh, we come in peace, I'm just here, we don't mean any harm. <laughs> he's talking, and he walks right up to it and he kind of looks at it and he takes it in his hand and he just goes, I'm, I'm talking to a plastic plant. I'm still talking to a plastic plant. I'm still doing, and that's it. That's the entire oh. scene, and it is brilliant. You should go and check I'm it out. I'm gonna watch that. Yeah, a hundred percent. So it is the worst slash oh. also maybe the yeah. best. No, yeah, yeah. But yeah. Like it's a terrible it's twist. It's terrible. But how do you yeah. sign up for that? Like, how do you read the script and think? Oh, <laughs> actually, I had a, an amazing quote from Mark Wahlberg whenever it um, because because he hates the film. He thinks it's so. Oh, no it's not going to win any Oscars or something. No, it like wasn't. It wasn't that yeah. one because he's always playing like cops and heroes and whatever. His quote was Himself. like, "You can't blame me for." signing up to the happening. He's like, you can't blame me for not wanting to try to play a science teacher. He just wanted to be a science teacher. <laughs> I mean, teacher. So, I buy it. Um, yeah. A terrible science teacher. Yeah, he's awful. That, but he's... Even, even watching him like spew off kind of uh, like <laughs> chemical kind of equations and stuff as the teacher, it's so funny, it's so good. But yeah, so that's my one, shocking, The Happening. Shocking my channel. All right. Okay. And then Rory, last but not least, what did you go for? Um, I went for a film called Perfect Stranger. Have you ever seen it? Halle Berry. No. Oh, yeah. Halle Berry and Bruce Willis. So Halle Berry, she she's, she's between the doors there. Bruce <laughs> Willis <laughs> and Bruce Lee <laughs> staring at her from a reflective <laughs> surface. I don't know. Uh, so Halle Berry is like an investigative journalist and she's convinced that Bruce Willis, who is a uh, multimillionaire, world famous PR agency owner. That's a title. <laughs> that is a title. That's a big one. Uh, <laughs> has murdered people in his past and she's like, I'm going to get a job in his company uh -huh. and seduce him. And then hopefully he will try to kill me 
and then I can prove that he's a murderer. That's good journey. Right? Yeah, that's like when I'm not here, that's exactly what I'm doing. So the film also has like I just see you trying to seduce Bruce Willis. But don't kill me. so the film also has like Giovanni Ribisi and lots of like other actors who are like, any one of these could also be a killer. So like people are dying left and right across the film and there's a scene where Halle Berry is getting chased through uh, the PR agency by someone. <laughs> uh, you never, she never fully sees who it is, and then, and then the film, like for the for the climax, it's like her and him, and it's like blah blah, blah. and then she kills. Sorry, Bri- spoiler, spoiler, sad from. Oh yeah, video. sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so then at the end, she she kills him, and it turns out that she was the killer all along, and she wanted to frame Bruce Willis. Which, oh, no. if you think back to the scene earlier where she was being chased by someone. <laughs> <laughs> it was a plan. It was a plan. It was a plan. She spends the entire film, like, like in fear. Like, it, oh, it's, the, the whole fear. film is, like, from her perspective. She's, she's like, someone's trying to kill me. It's like, it's you. It has been you. <laughs> Oh. For the entire film, but like, is she? Does she not really know what she's doing? No, no, no. She's fully aware, oh, f- fully, right. fully aware. But the film also like, like, see, takes you down several other paths, which like maybe Bruce is the killer, maybe it is Giovanni Ribisi, and it turns out that the the director shot four different endings oh, no. where every one of them could have been the killer, and it was only like a week before release was like Sally Berry. Did he just do a raffle? And just <laughs> yeah, it, it, was like, yeah. it was just whatever one you you see coming the least. It was like, of course we don't see Halle Berry being the killer. <laughs> because she's being chased by the killer in the film. <laughs> oh, so yeah. Perfect Stranger. That's another one I'm definitely going to watch. Yeah. It's 100%. It's another one of those where you think it's like, ooh, saucy thriller. And then 40 minutes. Because you love your saucy thriller. Big fan. Yeah, yeah. Big, big fan. But like 40 minutes <laughs> in again, I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so if you'd like to let us know uh, your worst uh, movie plot twists of all time, uh, please do tweet us at BigRevewski or you can uh, head over to Joe Instagram as well. Now, as well as our big question, we also have the big trailer of the week. And Palmer, you're back with a bang. What trailer did you go for this I week? I went for the third incarnation of Hellboy coming uh, in a few weeks' time, which is directed by Neil Marshall. And if you know, know Neil Marshall's stuff, Kind of a mixed track record. I love Dog Soldiers. Perfect example of low-budget horror kind of action. Liam Cunningham in it as well. Uh, Love The Descent. For my money, one of the greatest horrors of my lifetime. Since I've been alive. Brilliant, brilliant claustrophobic film. Then it kind of takes a bit of a downturn. Uh, Doomsday was terrible. Centurion had moments. Michael Fassbender film when it's very good. Moments it's really bad. But since then, I think that was his last feature film. He's done a lot of work on TV. He did Westworld. He did uh, Hannibal. But he did two of the best Game of Thrones episodes. He did Blackwater and Watchers on the Wall. So it kind of a checkered background. And the first trailer for Hellboy a few weeks ago was terrible. terrible. Really bad. <laughs> it has your one from... Uh, EastEnders. From EastEnders. Mo, Mo with a machine gun. Who is Gary Oldman's sister. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mo yeah. machine gun. Yeah. <laughs> Mo machine gun. <laughs> um, but the Red Band trailer was released there, uh, which we'll take a look at. And it just kind of ups the gore, ups the sass. Uh, Ian McShane in there from... John Wick 3. Of course. That's the reason why I'm back. And uh, yeah, it just looks like a stupid, big budget, R-rated film. And uh, I actually kind of think David Harbour is pretty much a really good replacement for Ron Perlman. Yeah, so Ron Perlman obviously did the first two Hellboy films. With Guillermo films. del Toro, which I loved as well, the two. Yeah, and, but he said he wouldn't come back mm. to play the character again if del Toro uh, wasn't involved. So Neil Marshall's directing it big now. Big props for the Hellboy 2 actually finishing in Antrim. Yeah, that's the right. Yeah, they go Antrim. to the, like, like, the kind of... Uh, that's right, like the hidden world or the golden your man army. From, with your man from Broth. <laughs> As the evil elf prince. Is that who it is? Yeah. 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 Holy moly. He was yeah. the bad guy in Del Toro's Blade 2 as well. Oh, as well. Um, but that's right, yeah, so they finish up in Antrim and they find the golden army under there. But, uh, I wonder if it's any of this. It's pretty gory because this is the Red Band trailer. Yeah, it uh, looks like it's all set in London as well and uh, it goes off the wall. you got uh, shifted in, <laughs> shift, shifted with blood. Yeah. you got uh, spate, you got demonic demons, you got werewolves, you got Mila Jovovich there, so... It looks bonkers. Okay, well, let's take a look at the first, no, second trailer Mm. for the third. First good one, though. The first good one, the second trailer for the third Hellboy. Here we go. (laughs) Why do you fight for those who hate and fear you? You were meant for this. Out of the ashes, new Eden will emerge. Okay, I'd appreciate a prophecy with more relatable stakes. Haven't we got to be saving the world or something? 
Yeah, okay, come on. Let's get your game face on. Yeah, come on, let's do this. Capricorn and you're fucking nuts. That looks pretty funny. It looks batchy. Yeah, yeah mental. Batchy I like Frankie Jensen. Yeah. And Frank that is true. Jensen. I am a Capricorn and Famke. Not Jensen. <laughs> Famke Jensen. Uh, no, Amelia Jovovich. Yeah. I like Famke Jensen too. Is that anything? And another thing I'd like to talk about is Famke Jensen. Uh, yeah, Amelia. She's she deserved better, I think, from her career. Well, what, like Resident Evil series? Obviously, mm -hmm. which this looks kind of obviously gory, bloody monsters. Paul Thomas Anderson. She keeps saying yes to his films. She just needs That's to just right. like say no. Because she was in Move that away. awful version of Three, Three Musketeers, Musketeers yeah. as well, of course. Um, yeah, so it's herself, David Harbour, who people will know from uh, Stranger Things. things. And Anthony Kim, I think, is... Oh, yeah, yes, from yeah, Lost yeah, yeah. as well. So, because David Harbour, like a lot of people were angry that Ron Perlman wasn't going to be doing I uh, part him. of Hellboy I loved his again. take on Hellboy as well. Um, but then... A lot of the same people are like, oh, but I love David Harbour as well. <laughs> so they're like, I can't be angry at you forever. Um, but Marshall, Marshall can do horror really well. He, he knows his blood and guts, like if you watch Dog Soldiers or Sense. So yeah. yeah, I'm optimistic for it. Here's hoping it's more like that and less like Doomsday. Happy days. Yeah. So that's Hellboy coming out uh, in a few weeks on the... 12th of April. 12th of April. There we go. Looking forward to that. Uh, so that's our big trailer uh, for this week. Um, now it's time for our really, 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 really big <laughs> yeah. interview. Uh, last week we had the review of Fighting With My Family, uh, which was a bit of a surprise package because, Roy, you were a big fan of it as well. Yeah, yeah. I'm not a, like a, a WWE fan, um, but yeah, it was a really, really good like comedy drama with just really good performances and like... Stephen Merchant. I don't know. I don't know how he he was like. I've I've co-directed one feature before, and now I'll do this. Yeah, and that was it. <laughs> with the it's rock. just like not a natural progression in my mind for him to go from the office and extras and Cemetery Junction. I think it was that's called. right. Yeah, 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 with Ricky Gervais to yeah. this. Yeah, and of course, uh, stars Justine's yeah. husband. The Rock is in there. Of course, well. yeah. He's um, he's good. You must be so he's proud asking, of him. Yeah, he's, he's in everything. He's just and as well, Stephen's saying that he's such a lovely man as yeah. well. Of course, yeah. of course. Um, so you can check the full uh, interview with Stephen Merchant. It's up as one of our b -b bonus features. <laughs> um, but uh, but we got some of the highlights. But the, the draw, it's a highlight from start to finish. Because he's so tall. Because he's so tall. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but what were you chatting him about? Um, yeah, lots of stuff. The, the one I wanted to get out of the way immediately. Because you know it's the question everyone's going to be asking. Yeah, it's the yeah. one everyone wants to know the answer to. The one, and yeah. he's probably sick to death talking about it. And this is what he had to say. Um, I don't know anything about Portal 3 in terms of whether it's happening, whether it's been developed. Um, I honestly, if, if, if I had information, I would share it with you. you I have not been told. About it, have you heard that, that it's something that's happening? It's just—it's one of those things where, you know, you'll hear a rumor and then a few weeks later, yeah. there's no follow-up, and just your 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 voice performance in Portal Two was one of my favorite all-time voice oh, performances in anything. Thank you. Thank you. Um, so I figured if anyone were to know, yeah, no, like I said, they haven't told me about it. Nothing. No. And that's too bad. No. All right. Well, then we can just move on to Good. the movie. At least stuff. we've got. At least we've got that. The big, the big questions dealt with. So first things first. That was the big question. Yeah. Everyone wants to know yeah. what's happening with Portal 3. I also have another big question. What the hell is Portal? <laughs> what's Portal 2? All right. Uh, yeah, like Portal is one of the greatest video games ever made. Okay. Um, and Stephen Merchant provided the voice for the villain in Portal 2. And he was amazing in it. And Portal 3 is one of the most uh, highly anticipated games ever. Uh, but there's absolute like radio silence because the people who make it are like, and then it's just out. Like when you're not paying attention, it'll just drop. 
So I had to ask him because that was a great twist, Rory. Thank you, that brilliant was a great twist. twist. That won't end up in our that won't end up in our worst <laughs> twist <laughs> ever. <laughs> it's not a talking plant or a <laughs> killer plant. Or a scene of talking to a plant. Because yeah. I imagine like it's been a while since uh, at the office and extras like mm. what's left to say. I don't want to be another like. So tell me, we're looking back at no, no. <laughs> so happened. I asked him a different question, and he didn't have an answer. But what he didn't have an answer for was uh, my next question, which was about Mister Mister Stafford. Justin Stafford. <laughs> yeah. Um, because you could have just asked me, like, I know, I, I know, no, 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 but you're biased because you're in a relationship true. with yeah. the Rock, yeah. so <laughs> you're only going to say nice things about him. We wanted to go for somebody else. Yeah. yeah uh, so I like everyone. I think except one person in the world really, really likes the Rock. Um, but like, is it like a Tom Cruise thing where it's like, yes, yes, he's so professional and he's nice to everyone, or is it like its own unique thing where he actually is just genuinely. Like, he's the rock. Like, he just appears to be as great as everyone thinks he is. That's Stephen. Yeah, he uh, he had no dirt, unfortunately. Oh, this is the definitive answer then. Dirtless. Dirtless. I have dirt. <laughs> <laughs> Oi. Yes, he is as nice, uh, as everyone says, and um, it's sickening. Yeah. Because it doesn't make sense that you can be that successful, that uh, charismatic, that talented, and also that nice. It's it, it's it's weird. You know what I mean? You keep looking for a flaw. Yeah. You're looking, yeah. You need a, a little bit of sort of uh, you know dirt in the in the uh, oyster. Yeah. Is that right? That's how the pearl comes. Yeah. That's how the pearl comes. Right? Yeah. So um, he's just one big pearl. He's just a giant pearl. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't know what to tell you. Him and Hugh Jackman, they both give each other a lot of money. Uh, yeah, I've met you as well. He's a, a gent, yeah. an absolute gentleman. Yeah. Uh, it's just like there's there's a specific brand of like Hollywood person. You're like, oh, you actually are just as nice as everyone makes out to be. There's no like silver lining. I know. <laughs> I think there must be some kind of, um, you know, uh, uh, portrait of Dorian Gray somewhere. You know, <laughs> but like it's just, just an evil, evil rock, an evil rock. <laughs> yeah, like an evil troll rock. Listen to you two laughing away there, being best Chuckle of friends. Brothers. Do you know what um, I, mean? I can't believe that there's an evil rock somewhere. I don't want to believe that there's an evil rock somewhere. Um, it's probably a stone or paper. Yeah, a yeah. pair of yeah. nasty scissors. <laughs> <laughs> no, we had nasty scissors last week, please. Oh, Less yeah. Of that. <laughs> uh, yeah, like I would like to, no, I'd, I'd like to believe there is, an, there is a bad rock somewhere. Like someone who's just like the exact, I mean, he must be like, Rock this bottom. size, <laughs> yeah, they, never well, works opposite out. Opposite of him in every way. Has <laughs> has no followers on Instagram, like everything. The Rock isn't. Okay, um, doesn't make any wishes come true. No, no, no. Ever. He's neither fast nor furious. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, like the, it, the, the fight with my family was a huge passion project for The Rock. Um, so I was wondering how. <laughs> Again, Stephen Merchant and Dwayne Johnson. They're not paths that I, I would imagine cross very often. So how did uh, The Rock end up, instead of, he must be surrounded by so many talented writers and directors. He literally have anybody in the yeah. world that he wants. How did he, he go? Rampage, like. <laughs> this guy, the Stephen Merchant guy, I want you to do this. I want this. the tall guy from The Office. Yeah, yeah. do this. So uh, yes, uh, Stephen uh, said how he ended up with this lap. Uh, lap in his project. Nope. <laughs> get that, project in get his that lap. lap into my project. <laughs> you know what I meant. I'm not going to make it to. Scissors. Oh. Dirty scissors. <laughs> yes, he saw it, a documentary about this family that was on British TV. I wish I could claim that I'd seen it. I didn't. Um, he was in London. He was filming Fast and Furious 6. Couldn't sleep. Sees this documentary about this crazy family of wrestlers from Norwich. I uh, didn't know anything about wrestling, uh, had no interest in wrestling. Um, he sent me the documentary. He was looking, I think, for someone with a, a sort of British voice and sensibility sure. to, to kind of turn it into a film. And um, he uh, he sent it to me. I sat down, if I'm honest, thinking, oh, this is going to be a chore wrestling, not interested. And um, But you do what The Rock tells you if he sends you a documentary, you watch it, you, know, well, yeah. you, you don't muck around. Yeah. And... Um, <laughs> I just fell in love with this family. I just completely won over to them. Um, I loved the, the, the dynamics between them, particularly between this brother and sister. Um, the uh, this sense of this girl, this woman going off alone at the age of 18, 4,000 miles from home, none of this sort of, none of the support network around her. Thank you. That she'd had all these for all these years, trying to live this dream for herself and for her family, um, feeling like an outsider and an oddball. 
um, and also this young brother got left behind and kind of how do you pick up the pieces it just seemed like it had a lot of meat on the bone mm. you know and so even though as you say it's not I'm not the obvious fit um, in a strange way I am because in the end everything I do is about character and about sort of humour arising out of the situation and the characters and the world I like worlds that aren't too fantastical and magical and surreal and strange I like kind of something that feels grounded and, and that's sort of what this story needed to be So even though he's not the obvious fit it still works out okay that's It worked fine. out really, really okay. well really, really well. Happy days. Uh, And another thing Steve was really good at is uh, casting Really, really good at casting because not only not only is Florence Pugh uh, fantastic in the lead role, like it's filled with amazing supporting uh, cast. One of which I uh, never in a million years would have thought was capable of being funny because she's terrifying. And I suppose in a way, it's the future Mrs. Moore. Oh yeah, yeah. If I'm like not afraid enough to even look her in the eye. Fair. Um, <laughs> That's the way most relationships yeah, work. Anyway, just like just stare at your shoes until they love yeah, you. <laughs> don't, don't, don't make eye contact yeah. in your ground. Happy yeah. Valentine's Day. Uh, <laughs> oh god, it goes, down, goes downhill after you make eye contact. <laughs> uh, none of this says go because it's Lena Headey and she yeah. is fantastic in everything, including this and obviously Game of Thrones and obviously Dread. She's yes, great in everything, of course. but she's terrifying. Um, so I had to ask, how do you go from having someone who is so quintessentially? Bone chilling. Quintessentially. I know what I said. <laughs> no, I know. Oh, I heard what you said there. I think you're correcting me. No. Puns. <laughs> Never. That was a good one. Yes. Quintessentially terrifying to like everyone. How do you like this lady? I suppose in the same way that The Rock was like, that guy's correct. Guy, yeah. Like, how do you go, this lady? I want her to be the funny, lovable mother in my <laughs> comedy drama. Because uh, she's not a lovable mother in in literally anything else she's ever done. <laughs> yeah. Um, so uh, yeah, and especially with uh, the final series of Game of Thrones coming up, this is the moment. Is it? That, uh, yeah, yeah. So I've heard this nothing. Is, about <laughs> nothing. <laughs> so this is it. This is what you want to like. These are all the spoilers again. Spoiler. Spoiler. <laughs> <laughs> it's getting worse and worse. Know, is this going to be it's a trombone yeah. anymore? You, you listen to the answer. We're going to call a doctor. The trombone makes me sad. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen much Game of Thrones, so I didn't have that preconception. Right. Weirdly, in the same way, I didn't have any preconceptions about WWE because I didn't know anything about it, you know. And so, um, my only, I, she came in, obviously I knew who she was and I'd seen her work, work stuff she'd done before, but I didn't have this association mm. with her as a particular thing. So, um, so she came in and she was very eager to uh, do the project. She'd seen the documentary, she'd read the script, and she auditioned for me like any other actor would, which is not something she needs to do. But yeah. I think you know, to both convince me and herself that she was the right fit for this. And she was just so, she, like all the actors in this, they really were gung-ho, you know? They knew they were going to have to get in the ring, throw themselves around. They knew they were going to have to do these sort of, these, you know, these, basing these characters on real people and changing their accents and all sorts of things. And um, she was just so, like the real mother, she, she has a toughness and a steeliness, but she also has a warmth and, yeah. a, and a playfulness as well, you know, which, yeah. which is what the real woman has, which is what Lena brings. And you, I get, you, since you said yourself, you weren't really bothering her for Game of Thrones spoilers. I wouldn't know what to ask. Yeah, you know? was it, everyone else must have been now. It's like, tell us everything. Possibly, but it's, it's weird <laughs> to me. I don't understand that urge. Why would you watch five or six series and yeah. you want to know what happens before it happens? I just, yeah, you don't like read the last page of the book. So. No, I mean, I know some people do. I mean, I've heard people say they have to read the end of a story before they read the whole book because they're worried that if, what if they drop dead before they... They, uh, Some people do that. People do that, which is odd to me because I feel like um, if you're dropping dead, that, the, the ending of the book's the least of your concerns. <laughs> yeah. Would you ever do that? Would you ever read the last page of a book before reading the rest of it? The Quran. No. The Quran. Why does that go backwards? Is that the one where you read oh, it? it? Oh, yeah. right, okay, nice. Oh, nice, clever. Yeah. Yeah, very clever. <laughs> it's even better when we all have to ask questions to explain the answer. I have heard oh, of drive-by spoilers that people for the last series of Game of Thrones would shout out car windows, spoilers oh, no. of people. Yeah. There was that dude, remember, he took out the, like, the big bed sheet of like the Harry Potter book as well, I said like, Dumbledore dies. Oh yeah. no! So, like, that's like genius Pe trolling. I mean, all yeah. people came out from the screening of the Harry the Midnight one and there was another group coming in and they were shouting that out. Oh, that's like, <laughs> that's just like, as you're queuing. That's a form of uh, terrorism. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. the plants did it again. <laughs> <laughs> What's the wind coming? It's like... Or Halle Berry oh, this whole time. Yeah. Halle Berry running away from her own spoiler. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, so basically he had nothing really 
Uh, no Game of Thrones spoilers there. No, he, well, he didn't have to ask for any. But like, he wasn't interested. Yeah, he's got his own stuff. Yeah, on. he's a busy man. <laughs> a but yeah, like he, uh, he's a, he was, uh, it was a lovely conversation. Lots of other talk. Why he would turn down a Fast and the Furious movie and instead the, uh, the a, a very particular remake he'd do with The Rock instead. Uh, but yeah, that's all in the bonus. F -f -f no, I'm doing the thing wrong. Bonus episode. Yeah, so you um, can uh, check that one out. It's uh, up online uh, as yep. well. So yeah, <laughs> it's up on the, uh, what do you call it? Skywriting. The internet. That's the one. <laughs> the one? <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so that's Steve Merchant fighting with my family, which is in Omniplex Cinemas at the minute. Uh, go and check it out. Because Paul, you had a chance to see it as well. Yeah, you? I actually really liked it. And I actually follow Paige's career with WWE. So oh, really? It actually, right, it's okay. pretty authentic. There's a great documentary on her family in Channel 4 did, and it's actually, the film's very, uh, like it, it actually pays reference to it really, really well, so uh, her story's really interesting. Sadly, she got injured and was gone, but it is a really, really oh, stubborn story. I would never. She's gone? She's gone, yeah, she's retired. She's injured. Oh, oh right, not like gone to the big, oh, no, no. <laughs> gone to the big rest and ring in the no, sky, like, gone. no. I'm sure she's, <laughs> she's still rich. Never, like. be, yeah, yeah. never yeah. ever be a doctor. I'm sorry, she's gone. You're gone, I'm sorry, she's gone. No! She's gone back. Sorry to pull the plug. So now it's the moment that everybody has been waiting for. The two big reviews of the week. Uh, not only do we have the review of Captain Marvel coming up, but first of all, yeah. it is Serenity. <laughs> and Rory, you have been biting your tongue for a week. Oh. Um, so uh, yeah, before uh, <laughs> you let loose, uh, let's take a little look at the brand new film starring Anne Hathaway and Matthew McConaughey. This is Serenity. Good to see you, John. Took so long to find you. What do you say? Say, I'm not called John anymore. It's funny, huh? Where would you want to find me? My husband has never seen your face. You were right about him. He's violent with you. What's this? Just a little scratch. A little scratch, huh? I want you to take him out on your boat and drop him in the ocean for the sharks. They say she came all the way to see you. Yes, it's about temptation. There's right and wrong. You know how? In Plymouth, everybody knows everything. Well, I've got kind of a big day tomorrow. I know all about your big day. Feels like everybody knows something. I don't. How do you explain that? Okay, so you've got Oscar winner Anne Hathaway. You've got Oscar winner Matthew McConaughey. Yep. You've got Jason Clark, who was in The Aftermath last week. Yes. Uh, or my mommy texted me. Do you remember I was saying my mommy would call it something ridiculous, like The Afterbirth? Yeah. yeah. She's like, what did she call it? She, she called like, it The Afterbirth. The Afterbirth, which was like, just don't do that, mommy. It's worse than what you thought it could have been. <laughs> you want to see the twist in that one. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so Jason Clark is there as well. Let's just dig up for a second. <laughs> but uh, um, yeah, so Serenity, what is it about first? Because it's inspired our, our movie twist question. This Ooh, week. Right. So. It starts off... Does the plot matter? Hmm. <laughs> let's just... Let's see. Okay. <laughs> it starts off fine enough. Uh, Matthew McConaughey is a... He's uh, a fisherman who uh, li he lives on this island that like could be off the coast of New York or could be off the coast of the Caribbean, depending on what time of day it is. Um, <laughs> okay. And he, uh, he, he takes tourists out to uh, help them fishing, but he has spent years and years trying to catch the ultimate tuna fish. It's haunted him. Oh my God. <laughs> is this real? <laughs> it's haunted him. Is this, this is Moby Dick. This big, <laughs> it's essentially like the old man uh, and the sea, except the old man is like a buff, middle-aged man. Yeah, and the sea is and the sea a tuna. Is, is a big old <laughs> tuna fish. So he's like, I'm gonna catch this fish no matter what. And so because he's so focused on the fish, sometimes he's poor. And he can't afford uh, fishing hooks and stuff. So he has sex with Oscar winner, Oscar nominee, Diane Lane. Oh, yes, of course. So he's a male prostitute as well. <laughs> right, okay. So male prostitute slash tuna obsessive, Matthew McConaughey is working away with his first mate, Oscar nominee, Digimon Hanso. Okay. So this island is just, Great cast. just, just populated with Oscar winners. So <laughs> Welcome to Oscar Island. And then, along, <laughs> and then along comes his ex-wife, uh, Oscar winner, Anne Hathaway, <laughs> with that deplorable blonde hair. It's an awful wig. Awful, oh, awful, awful, awful. 
And she's like, so I, uh, I left you 10 years ago or whatever, and I got with Jason Clark, and you told me back then it was a bad idea, and you were probably right. And now he hits me, and I want you to take him out on a fishing trip, and I want you to kill him, and throw him overboard, and I'll give you $10 million. So, that's fine. Sexy, erotic, murder mystery. You're in, thing. straight away. Okay. In, in, but in. not in space. Not in space, but this will have to do. Yeah. Um, and then something happens. 40-ish minutes in, an event happens in the film. And I, I swear to God, I paused it. And I was like, I, li- I like had to take a moment. I was like, no, I've missed something. And I went back five minutes and watched it again. And watched the jump from the film I was watching to the film it then became <laughs> a second time. And I was like, no, I, I was fully paying attention. Like, it is indescribable, the plot twist that happens. If you had given me... In the infinite amount of time in the world to guess what was going to happen, I would never in a million years would have gone, ah, oh, but this is obviously what's. <sighs> it's just. <laughs> Can I, but, but like, is this it's, one of the things, like, do you love it? I love, I love, <laughs> I love what happened. It is a <laughs> awful film. It is truly, truly awful. Uh, everyone in it is, is, is in a different genre. Like okay. Jason Clark is really leaning into like the campness of it all. He's like, well, oh, I'm the worst person you've ever met, and I beat up Anne Hathaway, and she can't defend herself, and I have so much money I could buy you, and I could buy this boat, <laughs> and you're a piece of shit. So like, he's totally leaning into it. Dan Lane uh, barely like talks above a whisper for the whole thing. He's like, oh, I just want people to have sex. It's pretty sexy, though. Sexy Dan. You have sex with me for this money, so <laughs> yeah. then you can go buy. Fishing nets, because you're poor. <laughs> Tuna bait. Whereas, like, both McConaughey and Hathaway are so convinced that this will get them another Oscar that it does Aww. not match <laughs> the film that they're in. And it's just, it's just bonkers. And just, again, the stuff that happens is so indescribable. Like, I need you all to go see it so then <laughs> okay, we yeah, can no, discuss definitely. it. Like, it's... Such a list of films to go and see this week. Oh, my God. I can't... I've uh, like it's just, terrible. Okay, but you have to see. I have a question. I'm seeing a couple of plants there in the uh, <laughs> in the trailer, and I'm wondering, is that what the twist is? The no. plants are bad. Does the tuna <laughs> attack him and hold him ransom? I mean, I've no. Like even that would be more. So even if we tried to guess the twist, we're not going to get it. No I, Bruce Willis. No, you okay. could never guess. There's the no twist. like I've never seen I've never seen a twist like it before, and yet. Uh, there's like you're like oh you tried something new and that's how you know never to do that again <laughs> that's okay. that was okay. can't wait unbelievable yeah I'm hooked yeah yeah nice like nice. a big chimney <laughs> <laughs> um, you didn't even mean it you didn't so, even mean it Serenity with Matthew McConaughey Anne Hathaway and a big tuna tuna yeah 100% uh, go check it out um, now it's time for the other big release and it's the first of the Marvel releases because obviously Avengers Endgame is coming out uh, very soon as well. Um, uh, And Marvel did this last year. They had Black Panther and the release of uh, Avengers Infinity War. And was we've Spider Man this year. Spider Man as well. They're just banging them out. So, um, but the first one kicking things off is Captain Marvel, starring the wonderful Brie Larson. Before we hear uh, the review of it, here is uh, a little clip. Your life began the day it nearly ended. We found you. With no memory, we made you one of us. So you could live longer, stronger, superior. You were reborn. I keep having these memories. Something in my past is the key to all of this. You know how to fly this thing? We'll see. That's a yes or no question. Yes. So, in the interest of honesty, first, I'm a massive Marvel fan. Love the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Justine, are you a fan? I am. Yeah. Okay. Rory? Yeah. <laughs> Rory? Uh, when they're good, they're great. Yes. And when they're not, they're kind of dull. Okie dokie, mm. Paul. I've seen a few of them. I've <laughs> <laughs> seen one or two. Um, well, are you excited about this one? Or were you excited about this? Well, yeah, like, you you know my uh, love for Brie Larson. Oh, my that God. Was, yeah, I'm so, excited for Brie Larson. A bit of context on that. Myself and Marie went to see King Kong Skull Island. Or, sorry, Kong Skull Island, uh, whenever it was out a couple of years ago. 
and I kind of during the film, because like Roy's like cinema etiquette is like second to none, but like this kind of like giggling and stuff and flirtatious kind of like I don't know batting your eyelashes just at the screen. It was an IMAX and. Basically, Rory was flirting with Brie Larson through the screen, <laughs> wow. which I'd never witnessed before. And I mean, she's obviously, she's gorgeous. She's uh, a Musician. brilliant actor. Uh, she had just won the um, the Oscar for Room, uh, Room yeah. as well. So just an unbelievable talent. So I can see why you fell for it. Like, I've never seen anybody actively try to get with someone uh, who's up on the big screen before. Yeah, no, it's it's not something I've, I've experienced either. <laughs> you can't it's had like an out-of-body romantic experience, uh, like... I love you so much. So needless to say, you were obviously excited about Brie Larson starring as Carl Danvers, Danvers as the uh, as as Captain Marvel. Mm. Um, but uh, Paul, what is Captain Marvel about? So yeah, we were all introduced to her at the final end credits of Infinity War when Nick Fury sent that page. So probably no one's had more kind of expectation coming into it. And Kevin Feige saying most powerful character in the MCU and all that stuff. So came in with a fair bit of baggage. Uh, different in terms of the origin story in that I always feel Marvel are either one or two things. It's either the arrogant asshole who learns humility and becomes a hero or the so geek Iron Man, Iron Man Doctor, Doctor Strange, Strange yeah. um, Paul Rudd Black, Black, Panther. Uh, Black Panther to a certain extent. Yeah, he used to learn that leadership and stuff like that. Or you've got the geeky kids uh, who kind of knows what it is to have powers but doesn't have them gets them. So you've got Spider-Man Hulk, Captain America, Captain America. Captain America. Yeah. exactly. This is a bit different in the sense we meet Captain Marvel uh, or Vers as, Vers as she calls in like on the plan on the dis- distant planet, she's part of an alien race called the Kree, who were mentioned in Guardians of the Galaxy. Remember, your man came down; and they had to dance off the spaceship. So, Ronan, been, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, you've been introduced to the Kree. How are you? How are you? Yeah, we've been introduced to the Kree before. So, we see her; she's fully equipped. She has all the the photon blast from her hands and stuff like that. But what's interesting that it kind of you go back to see what her life was like on Earth first when she was Carol Danvers and how she actually came into getting these powers. Uh, it is totally a bit different because we were already, we'll probably discuss a bit later. I found actually the plot backstory was a bit more interesting than some of the action beats. Uh, when it's kind of just like a straight buddy cop film with her and Sam Jackson, it's really good. And uh, we were mentioning this as well, like the de-aging stuff's been talked about, that's CGI to make Sam Jackson look, look younger because we see the early days of S.H.I.E.L.D. and stuff like Agent Coulson, who you wouldn't know from Avengers. and. Maria Hill, who's could be smaller today. So there's nice little nuggets to the MCU there to kind of tie stuff together. But the aging doesn't really bother me at all. It actually looks pretty good, unlike stuff like Rogue One. But the thing that did kind of bother me is that a lot of the action sequences I was looking at was like, I've seen that before, seen that before, seen that before. Like I saw stuff from Game of Thrones in it, Spider-Man 2 in it. And they kind of literally rip a fantastic scene from Guardians of the Galaxy to almost shot for shot. Uh, so, I did, wasn't so much on board with the action, but in terms of the backstory, I thought it was really good. I thought Brie Larson is excellent in it. Sam Jackson is good. Like it's, I was more interested in her as a character, kind of like the first Iron Man film, which I thought Robert Downey Jr. was great as Tony Stark, and I was really interested in the parts in the cave. But weirdly, when he put on the suit, I was just kind of not as engaged with it. But um, I mean, it's perfectly fine, but Marvel, usually do have a problem with kind of their origin stories and they usually kick them on. But in terms of an introduction, like, uh, it's perfectly fine. But I just felt a bit repetitive for the action stuff. Yeah, what did you, did you feel the same kind of way? Because uh, obviously, in the same way that Justine is massively blinkered when it comes to anything starring The Rock, this is, Brie Larson is your rock. Yeah, Yeah. she is. Uh, And she's, she is great in it. And her character is very, very interesting. Uh, it's just the film she's in, I was a bit like, eh, about. Um, yeah, as Paul said uh, accurately, like anytime it's her and Sam Jackson paired up in like their own little buddy cop thing, class. Because even in the trailer, all the little moments they have together, like driving in the car, it's like, ooh, I like hanging around with these two. Yeah, it's better when it's when it's like leaning into the comedy and then when it leans into the action I was yeah, it was a bit like Neh. like it there's there's a scene that I was like, Oh, that's from the French connection. Like, this is the car chase from the French Connection. So you had that same thing as Paul, where things were, like, kind yeah, of reminding you of, like... there was nothing in it where you're like, oh, that's that people will remember this action scene from this film because it's so unique and it's so specific to uh, to Captain Marvel. 
Um, is punching a granny in the face not unique enough good. for me? I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But again, like if I hadn't seen the trailer and I seen that in the film, I'd be like, oh my God, wait till you see the bit on the train. Yeah. Mm. But because we, like, obviously the people who made the trailer are like, we can't not have that bit in because that bit's class. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And just, I, I, uh, I don't want to get like too deep into like nerd alert, but the, yeah. I have a problem. There will be a problem, I feel, with Captain Marvel. Like, as you said, like Kevin Feige said she is the most powerful character in the MCU. And when you see her at her most powerful, um, you're just kind of like, well, Thanos doesn't really stand a chance against her. Okay. <laughs> it just doesn't seem like a, f like when she arrives for uh, Endgame, it's just going to be like, well, she could easily just take him out then. Yeah. So obviously, uh, there's so many fan theories doing the rounds. After Infinity War, uh, whenever it was hinted that Captain Marvel would be coming into it, uh, and now that the film is uh, is released, I presume there's like a post-credit sequence yeah, as well. Yeah, there, so there is some lovely little nuggets know. that ties a lot of the MCU together. Okay. The two post-credits are great. Uh, I will say it's perfectly cast. I mean, Jude Law is excellent, and so is Ben Mendelsohn. Uh, great. He, they're like they're really well cast, and all the performances are just on the money. It just left me just wanting just a bit more. It just felt like it was missing something. Yeah. Well, we don't have long to wait because mm. uh, it'll make Next a ton Avengers of money and like oh, hundred percent. Like they're like worth. They're much worse films in the MCU. Yeah. Don't get me wrong, but I just I was kind of hoping for something a bit more. It's also very complicated. Like I, I actually have to watch it again because <laughs> okay. there was points where I was like, wait, wait. Who side Just is give this? Me a second. <laughs> yeah. But Who nothing, on, nothing on a serenity level of yeah. uh, There's no tuna. Still, no, there's, there's, no. Is there a tuna in it? <laughs> no, not Captain that, Tuna. Not that I, not that I uh, figured. But like, the, the, like the, was there any point? Because there was definitely a point in the film where I was like, I forget, I forget who we're fighting. Yeah, because they go between like the currents of her in the Cree, and then they go back, and then they even have montages in. She's kind of in some contraption that kind of manipulates her. You kind of just don't know what timeline you're in at times but like if you, you have to really concentrate in it but uh one thing i will say it does have soundtrack. it has the best soundtrack since gardens of galaxy oh really yeah, it's all easy. 90s like easy. no doubt and garbage oh, and i won't say this i won't say the song at the end but it was one of my favorite like you Leaky know like drops. you know like when i left into the spider verse and they had like elevate on i was like yeah pumped but the song at the very end is just like classic 90s alt rock. I was like, yeah. Celine Dion, yeah. think twice. Marvel exactly. do great soundtracks at times. I really do think they, they have, they have the money to buy Yeah, every yeah. single yeah. amazing well, song. We don't, Justine. Yeah, I know. Oh, yeah, I've been trying. Don't be singing those tunes. <laughs> and also, good to see Blockbuster having worked in the next version. Good to see a movie star, actually. Oh, yes, maybe that's right. You, maybe a bit sad. You see that in the trailer as well. So Captain Marvel um, is coming out this week. It's obviously going to be a huge box office hit as well. And as we said, the first of a, a few Marvel films that are going to be hitting cinemas. Um, this year. Um, yeah, as I said, a massive fan of the MCU. Cannot wait to see it. And as everyone is pointing out, uh, of course, it's the first female uh, human superhero in the MCU, female led um, as well. Uh, the fact that she is uh, the kind of the star attraction. Um, although I am looking forward to seeing a young Sam Jackson with two working eyes. And well. uh, what I will say as well, get in early if you're one of the fans that loves to get late popcorn and you pushed in because there's a lovely. Uh, Piece before the film starts, technically. Oh, yeah. It's lovely. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Don't spoil sweet. it, but it is great. Get in okay. your seat early. Go check that out on the Plex Cinemas. Captain Marvel um, is the big release this week. Oh, and we will have Samuel L. Jackson and Brie Larson on the show next week. So there you go. He so loves that's, the show. That's, I know. So we've <laughs> twice, had him twice on for, for Glass as well. Um, so yeah, so you can look forward to that. Now, though, it is time to give away some Omniplex tickets. Uh, well, we want to say congratulations, first of all. Uh, we had some winners of our Captain Marvel premiere tickets last week. Our final two winners were Peter White and Sean Morin. Um, so they are uh, on their way. Uh, right now, as we yeah. speak to uh, the <laughs> Castle <week>. Marvel premiere, <laughs> so congratulations. Um, so last week's high clue, uh, we'll get a reminder of it. It's parties out of sight, horny man meets a sharp end, Hans Blade Runner friend. So just a reminder, the high clue, that little film riddle, because someone was asking me uh, the other day, they were like, uh, <laughs> each of the lines refers to like a separate part of the film, something to do with it, whether... It's an actor or a plot device or the director or something. Um, and then together, collectively, the three lines all lead you to one uh, definitive answer. Um, 
mostly wrong answers in this one this week. But um, did anybody any any ideas, Justine? I have a guess. Well, okay. I think it's wrong though. Okay. I but... take crazy stupid love just because the horny man Carell, forty year old virgin, and Hans played when her friend Ryan Gosling. Okay. That's okay. my guess. Did you have a guess as well, Rory? Or did my, you? My guess was Drive. A lot of people actually went for Drive as well. Horny um, man would have been Ron Perlman. Right. Okay. Going to the end. Yes. He got killed. Yeah. Hans Blade oh, Runner right, friend okay. was yeah. Gosling. Okay. It's just another one of those where it's, oh, my answer is also right. No, because your answer is wrong, I'm afraid. We'll see. Well, you just and ignored not, one of the lines. Well, crazy. I don't know what the answer is. <laughs> and it's not Crazy Stupid Love either. And it's not Crazy Stupid okay. Love. So the correct answer is The Lord of the Rings, The Fellowship of the Ring. So, And the reason that that's the, the correct answer. So the first line um, was parties out of sight. So uh, the first one was the Fellowship, the party of people mm -hmm. who are traveling. Uh, they stay out of sight of uh, Sauron's eye. Mm -hmm. um, plus the ring, obviously, uh, disappears. Uh, yeah, it helps them go invisible. Mm -hmm. um, the other uh, meaning in the first line is Bilbo Baggins' birthday party. Is that the sight? And his party is out of sight. Because it's amazing because it's got all the fireworks. The yeah, so yeah, yeah. That's what, what? Frodo says. This part is out of sight. Um, no, he has the amazing party where Are he disappears. Are you the script of the Lord of the <laughs> Yeah, that, that quote was in there. It's in the extended, extended cut. Fair um, the middle line is a uh, reference to Boromir, played by Sean Bean. So he's the horny man. He has the, the horn of Gondor. And it's man because it's coming into the age of men. He meets his sharp end because he's shot by all the arrows. Um, plus... Yeah, do you remember he shot by all the arrows? I remember that. It's just yeah. so far of a stretch of imagination to make. I what think, is? I think that's very tough to get. But he also played sharp in the original series. Yeah, that's true. But was that with an E though? It was in a capital S, but it's just more It's more about the sharp end, which is the, no, which is the you arrows. Can't, you, then you can't affiliate them if it's spelled differently. No, but you can if it's just a subliminal <laughs> reference to sharp as well. And then the last one. I just love grilling was, you on this. No, no, it's yeah, fine. Yeah. Oh, I've got the answers. The last one was Hans Blade Runner friend. So Hans Blade Runner, um, Makes you think of Harrison Ford. His friend uh, is played by, uh, in the Indiana Jones films, is played by um, John, John Reese Davis, Davis yeah. who plays Gimli. And he's the Blade Runner because he runs with his axe as part of the Fellowship as well. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? what? No right one gets I guarantee nobody got that. No. I can tell you that two people got it correct. You're lying. I will show you. That yeah, is the I most. I will show you. That is a that is a cosmic jump to make. Between it is those not. Is Where's the jump? Without a doubt, the most difficult one mm -hmm. you've ever done. Are you serious? Oh, yeah. easily. Okay, I apologize. I thought, when I saw Out of Sight, I instantly even thought Soderbergh or something like yeah. that. Yeah, or the like, whole point is that they're like in there as red herons as well. But there's no like, there's nothing in there where I'd be like, right, that is obviously a direct relation to the Lord of the Rings. You could take but those it's three all. lines. You could probably make take those three lines and fit it to about five different films. Like drive. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. How does the first line fit in the drive? Because there's a party, and it's out of sight. That's the culture of the film. Crazy stupid loves. Uh, they have a showdown at a party. That's true. Uh, the horny man meets Sharpen Steve Carell. Uh, meets a sharp end of his dating life because uh, he goes back <laughs> and, Han, and Ryan Gosling. What is sharp end of his dating like, life? You know, it's, it's, it comes to an end. You know, it's a sharp end. It's an no, abrupt no. end. Anyway, Hans congratulations. Ryan Gosling's in it. It's crazy. To everybody love. who got the Lord of the Rings, the Fellowship no. of the Ring. Well, if you loved last week, you're going to love this <laughs> week's one. Okay, so here is this week. Can we just invent we have, our own answers? No, we have Omniplex tickets to give away. Okay, so oh. here we go. So red is Logan's choice. <sighs> Mixed up one calls all the shots. Mouse and cat and cat. So that one again is red is Logan's it's the choice. Towers, isn't it? <laughs> Mixed up one calls all the shots. Oh, we have to do sober, don't we? Oh, one calls all the shots. Yep. Mouse and cat and cat. Okay. At least you know it's calling the shots and the high clues anyway. Yeah, so it's not Lord of the Rings anyway. So any anything anything? There's no point guessing. Right? It's not Why gonna not? be right. No. Okay, let's see. Logan's choice, red. Okay. Hmm. So we'll leave that. We'll stick it up on Twitter. We'll stick it up on Instagram. Uh, thanks Instagram. on Instagram. Instagram. Well. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, and as we said, we've got Omniplex tickets to give away, so you can go and see uh, whatever you want. Probably, as we said, going to see Captain Marvel anyway, uh, which is out in cinemas uh, very, very soon. And that's um, that's pretty much it for this week. It's, it, it all got very heated there at the it end. Did. Um, Porsche is. I need a wee Who is the Porsche? Is he like a Harvard? 
graduate? <laughs> no. You? No. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> me sitting there in the bus. Um, we'll we'll do a, we'll do a break. We'll do a b- b- bonus feature specifically breaking down last week's high clue. Hi, you, I have to need it for four hours. Put aside. Um, uh, so coming up on next week's show, we are going to have Brie Larson and Ooh. Samuel L. Jackson, uh, the stars of Captain Marvel. Uh, cannot wait for that. And um, yeah. I'm sure there's lots of other exciting stuff. There'll be more, probably. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. We'll, I'll have seen Serenity. And oh yes, of course. So we'll so we'll get Serenity uh, the review part two. Yeah. Yes. Oh, and but does anyone remember the first Serenity, like the original one, like off the back of Firefly? Oh, yeah. yeah. Mm. Which was just like, yeah, forget that Serenity one. Serenity double bill. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Serenity double bill. Um, so look forward to that. Seriously, um, if like if this new Serenity like stopped halfway and became the second Serenity, <laughs> that would be <laughs> that would make sense. more sense. Wow. Okay. Tune is okay. in space. Yeah. yeah. I'll watch that. Yeah. Thanks to. Paul, thanks to Roy, thanks to Justine uh, for joining us this week. Thank you. Uh, thank yourself. Thanks, oh, thanks Thank you. guys. Thank yourself. Um, <laughs> Do it. Uh, thanks to Alan, <laughs> thanks to Fiona, and thanks to Ian as well. Actually, Ian, who works in the show, he got the high clue last week, so there Aww. you go. So congratulations, Ian. Did you help you write it? Is that no, funny? no, he nailed it. Absolutely <laughs> nailed it. joke. <laughs> we'll see you next week if we haven't all killed each other. Bye-bye now. No, we all just have killed you. <laughs> all right, okay. Well, I won't see you next week. Everyone else will. Bye-bye. <laughs> You're listening to The Big Reviewski on Joe, brought to you by Omniplex Cinemas.